Okay, my name is Sarah. <laughs> I love that. And um, I'm a mom and a wife. That was my youngest. And um, I have my hunk of a husband, Ben, right there in the front row. Yep. And then I have Annabelle and Lad, my 14-year-old and my almost 11-year-old. So you have two natural and one supernatural, you just saw, kiddos. So I'm a, and a mama, adoptive mama, and um, a businesswoman. I'm going to take these off because they're going to hit this stand and make a noise every single time. <clears throat> and I'm really honored to get to stand up here and talk to you about one of my favorite topics, which is hearing the voice of God, because that has been by far the most transformational thing in my life. Um, and I grew up in a Christian home with Christian parents, actually went into full-time ministry, did seminary classes, and did not learn how to hear the voice of God clearly until I was an adult. So I am going to peel back the curtain of my life and share with you testimonies of um, different times I heard God's voice as I got to know him. Because I realized as an adult, I knew a lot about God, but I didn't know God. And so today, I am going to talk to you about what it looks like to kind of step out of maybe knowing God and stepping into, I mean, stepping out of knowing about God and stepping into knowing God. And it's completely different. So I'm excited because this is one of my favorite things to talk about. It's one of my favorite things. Yesterday, <laughs> I had this like two hour window to sit and like finalize everything. And a mama dropped, came by and she just moved. And Ben goes, yeah, Sarah's talking tomorrow at church. And I was like, thanks, Ben. <laughs> And she goes, what are you talking about? And I was like, hearing God's voice. And she sat down at my counter and says, we sat for two hours. And, she's, and, I, and she was like, how do you know? How do you know? Um, so if anything, God even used yesterday as I was preparing just to even talk with her. And so it's cool because there are lots of people I feel like that don't know what it looks like to hear God's voice. So wherever you are in your journey, um, today I feel like is going to be a present to you. Not because of me, but because of God. So that's why you see paper under your, you don't have to do anything unless you get super bored. You can start doodling. That's fine. Um, or if God starts talking to you, you can totally trump me. And you can start just journaling whatever he's saying. But at the end, I'm going to ask questions that God's going to answer straight to you. Um, and so that's what the paper and pen is for. So it's going to be like a present for you today. Um, <clears throat> so... I actually want to um, really quickly interrupt my own message to affirm what God is doing with the word harvest. I actually had to look back, then and I were laughing as two people got up to talk about harvest because that is the season that we are entering in. So I'm stepping out of teacher mode. I'm going to step into a little prophetic because this is on October 8th. I got this word um, as I was sitting here in worship. I, ask, I often ask God what he's doing. It's one of the questions I ask a lot. I'm like, what are you doing, God? And he said, the angels are dancing. He says, it's a season of harvest. In the natural, it's presenting as major chaos. As we all know, our world is chaotic right now. But God is harvesting seeds that were planted and watered in previous seasons. I believe we are going to see dreams realized and seen. The dreams that you have, that you have held in a secret place, you are going to see actualized. Allow yourself to be free free to dream, to become and to be the very person you were created to be. You were created in the image of God. You were created in his DNA. You were his idea. You can create. You are a co-creator with God for your life, but also for the world. The world needs what you have inside you. 
Did you know that he created you to release the kingdom of God, his kingdom coming from heaven to earth? So that's what he's doing. He's going to be releasing it in dreams, I feel like, and things that have been inside you. And then this is, as I was looking back, <clears throat> when I asked him, I'm like, what do, you, what do you want to talk about today? He said, I want you to enter people into a place where they can be with me. They can receive from me. That's the experiences that change lives. Lives are changed by the ushering in of my presence, and there's nothing like it. So... Can I pray for us really quickly? God, I just thank you for today. I thank you that you have anointed everybody to be here, that you called them by name. I thank you that you have things that you want to unlock, that it is a harvest season, that you have seeds inside people that are, that are waiting to, to ripen like the tomato and bloom like the flowers in the fields. And I thank you that it is a harvest season. I thank you that you are speaking, that you are an alive God in the midst of a chaotic world. And I thank you that we get to be a part of your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. So I'm going to jump right in and tell you the most radical thing that changed my view of um, God. So Annabelle, this is about, uh, she was nine months old, so probably... 13 years ago, and um, I was going to a Bible study, and the Bible study said, and I've been going to this Bible study for a couple months, and it was a lot about Holy Spirit and about healing and miracles and a lot of these things that I was very unsure about because they were very a little bit uncomfortable for me, and um, there were things that I did not learn about in church growing up, and but yet they were intriguing, and so they said we're going to go on a treasure hunt. And I was like, what's a treasure hunt? And they said, we are going to ask God for people. We're going to ask him to show us or tell us things that they will be wearing or what they will look like so that we could go find them in our community. And then we are going to go up to them. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. (laughs) No, thank you. We're going to go up to them, and we are going to ask them if there's anything we can pray for them for. And I was terrified. And so... I sat in this Bible study, and they, had, they were like, get out a piece of paper. And they said, okay, everybody, we're going to close our eyes. And they said, okay, God, would you tell us what the, these people look like? And I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting there, and, I'm like, and everyone, people are writing, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, oh, shoot. And um, we were going to go around in a second and tell, explain what our people looked like that we were supposed to be getting. And I am getting... I'm not, I'm not having this like heavenly encounter, which I would imagine. I didn't hear angels singing or a God, I didn't hear a man's voice in, my, in an audible man's voice. I didn't hear one inside me. I did, all I heard was my mind and I kept hearing these like random things. And the random things were dreadlocks, tattoos, green shoes, red purse, yellow shirt, and there's two other. I heard seven things. And... But I, I was 150% sure that those things were my thoughts. 150%. Zero percent sure they were not God, okay? They were mine. Well, it was starting to get to my turn, and I was like, well, shoot, I'm going to have nothing to say. And so I decided to write down my seven things that were mine and, and say them out loud. So I just nervously read my paper, and other people were had very specific things. I saw a woman 
wearing a brooch, an elderly woman with short gray hair wearing a brooch. I saw a young boy this tall with his mom wearing a striped shirt, blue and red, and I'm thinking, oh, geez, Louise. <laughs> you know, I got dreadlocks and tattoos and uh, green shoes. So anyway, but here I am just along for the ride. And um, so then we close our eyes again, and she said, okay, God, where are these people in our community? And so first thing that pops in my mind's eye is the donut aisle in Walmart on Austin Highway, which was near where we were. And I kind of thought, okay, we, at the time I lived in like central San Antonio, and, um, and I didn't see a lot of people with dreadlocks or tattoos. And um, so anyway, I'm seeing Walmart, and I'm like, okay, I don't know, sure. So we go around and say where we're going to, our people are, and... Um, most everybody got this other shopping center that had an HEB, a Walgreens, a restaurant. And so our Bible study decides to go there. And I'm thinking, oh, that's good because A, I, don't hear, I didn't hear from God. And B, clearly I didn't hear from God because I got the wrong place. I was, my people were at Walmart. So we're going to HEB. So I kind of feel this sense of relief. I'm still a little nervous. So my plan was we we're going to go in partners so my plan was, I'm going to beeline it up to the Bible study leader, and she's going to be my partner so that I can just follow her, and she's going to lead. So I, like, gather myself up really quickly. She was like, hey, now pair up. So I'm, like, trying to go up there, and probably the next youngest person, I was probably the youngest person in the room, the next youngest person right under me comes right over to me, and she's like, Sarah, will you be my partner? And I was like, ah. <laughs> and um, so I couldn't say no. And so in my head, I was like, it's okay. My people are at Walmart. Doesn't matter. It's okay. So I'm like, okay. I was like, tell me about your people. Who are your people on your list? And so we, <laughs> I just laugh at my, my younger self. So we um, drive to HEB and um, I'm like, okay, I can't even remember what her people were. So we're looking for her people. And, and I'm also like, is this really going to be real? Like, is this going to work? Like, is this how God works. This is just wild to me. So sure enough, we have like a little text chain and, um, you would, <laughs> you would, you would get a text and it would say lady with the brooch and the bananas. And so the person who got the lady with the brooch, you would, we would drive, not drive by, push our cart by, would see is in the bananas aisle, literally praying over a lady with a brooch on. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is really happening. This, this is real. Okay, God, God can talk to you. And then it was, you know, in the parking lot, mom with the son with the striped shirt. So then that person who got that person would go and they would go pray. So I'm just walking with my partner and we're looking for her, her people. And because um, remember, mine are not there and I don't hear God it's the whole time. I'm still believing that. And as luck would have it, um, I needed to go pick up at noon. That's when Bible study ended was noon. I needed to go pick up Annabelle from Mother's Day Out, literally right around the corner. And that day, that was the H-E-B that I shopped at for my groceries. This is before curbside. And so I went to, um, I was now switching out of um, Bible study. So I was done with that activity, and I was really glad because I didn't have to be uncomfortable. And... Um, so now I was grocery shopping, okay? So my boxes, you can see my boxes? We're very good. I love how God busts my boxes. So I had Annabelle in the cart, and I'm, I am pushing the cart. Now I'm grocery shopping, and people are still doing this treasure hunt. Like, it, it kept going. People kept finding more people. And um, 
I was like, it's okay, I didn't hear, it's all right, I'm learning. And all of a sudden, I get a text and it said, person with dreadlocks is in the soup aisle. And I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> I'm sorry, but there's no way. And I'm also like, but I'm grocery shopping now. Like that ended and now I'm grocery shopping, God. <laughs> and so I'm pushing Annabelle in the, in the cart and um, I grab a girl from our Bible study, Michelle. And I was like, you have to come with me. And so we're going down the middle aisle of H-E-B, like looking for somebody with dreadlocks. And so I turn the aisle and there's a guy with dreadlocks, like down to here dreadlocks. And I'm like, no way. I, I don't even know. I've never seen dreadlocks that long ever. And really in this H-E-B. And then all of a sudden, I see this woman grab like a piece of a can off the, the shelf and put it in the cart. And I look down and she is wearing Kelly green flip-flop shoes. And I am like shocked. And I just kept pushing my cart because I was in, like, just couldn't believe it. And so, because I didn't hear God, that's what I thought. And um, so I went over to an end cap where I was like facing the straws and I called my Bible city leader and I was like, what are we supposed to say again? What are we supposed to say? And she goes, you just walk up and you say, hey, we are practicing hearing the voice of God today. And um, God showed us you and showed me you, is there anything I can pray for you for? So I was like, okay, okay, I can do that, I can do that. And time kind of slowed down for a few minutes, and I saw this picture in my mind's eye where I saw these two hands, they were God's two hands, and I saw these two presents. And I felt like God in that moment was like, you can walk away from this. You don't have to do this, because I was so nervous. You don't have to do this. You can walk away, and I will be just as pleased with you. And that was one gift. Or... You can go walk up to them, and you can do this, and that was the other gift. And it was this amazing grace upon me because I lived in a world of should and shouldn'ts. I didn't live in a world of freedom like that. I didn't live in a world of freedom. And I felt so free in that moment where I wasn't going to be disobeying God. I, I could walk away from that situation that I was really terrified to go up to and talk to the stranger or, and I could, I could walk away and God would be as pleased with me as if I did, if I stayed and I walked. So it was in this moment where I got to choose and I was like, door number two, I want to do this. Okay. And so I stalked them for a little bit to, to get the courage up <clears throat> because I still was not sure how this was going to go. And, um, I finally was like, I, I have to do this. I have, otherwise, I'm going to look like a crazy person. H-E-B is going to be like, this person's been in here way too long with no groceries in her cart. What is she doing? So I turned down the cotton ball aisle, and I take a deep breath. That's where they had stopped. And I said, I know this is going to sound crazy. And I, like, fumbly grabbed the piece of paper out of my purse with my seven words on it. Remember that we're not God. They were just my thoughts. And I said, I'm in this Bible study and we're practicing God's voice and, and he showed me you and here, here y'all are and it's you and you have dreadlocks and she has green shoes and it's two people out of the seven words and I, I don't even know, but is there anything I can pray for you for? And she instantly burst into tears and she said, my best friend just died three days ago and she said, and she has three daughters and she goes, I can't believe this is happening and I go, I can't either and so... <laughs> I reached out my hand to 
put it on her shoulder to pray for her in the cotton ball aisle of H-E-B, and she just embraced me in this huge hug. And I just, I don't even know what I prayed. I prayed, I do remember praying over her best friend's daughters and um, that they would be kept. So even God, wherever they are right now, I just pray over them. They are grown now. The Lord, we just release grace over them and that they know you. So I prayed over them. And then I stood back and I just said, I just wanted you to know that God sees you. And she just, she just, both of them were like in shock. And honestly, I don't know who was in more shock, them or me. Probably me, because I didn't hear God's voice. That's what I was convinced of. Um, so that was my introduction into the world of hearing God's voice. Of like, and, and it totally blew every box that I had. And at that point, I was like, well, God, what else can you do? Like, what else are you capable of? Because if you can talk to me, and use words like dreadlocks and green shoes, which if you even, the green shoes is not even like a normal color of shoes, which didn't even dawn on me. And so, but it is not a natural, like a normal, it's not like brown sandals, you know? And so the fact that he was so specific, I mean, it rocked me. And it set me on this trajectory of being so hungry for God and for what he was saying. Because I'm like, if he can speak to me through NHEB, not at Walmart where I thought I missed it. If he can speak to me where in my own thoughts, in my own life, to intersect the world, then what else can he do? I mean, it just opened up this whole door for me. So um, I want to tell you about another story where... I, so I, I, I have continued to do that from time to time, especially when I feel like life's getting a little too boring. I'm like, all right, God, who do you want to talk to? Like, I want to, I want to see, like, who do you want to talk to? Um, and I actually have some words I want to release, but I want to tell you one that was pretty funny is I was, when I was pregnant with Lad, I was like, okay, God, let's do it again. And I would do it from time to time, but this one, so I, as I was going to sleep, I vividly saw a picture in my mind's eye of a woman wearing an orange collared shirt, like bright orange. And she was African-American and she was pregnant. Well, the next day I was going to my OB's office and so, and I saw her in the elevator. And, um, and so I was like a hundred, this time I was like, oh, she's gonna be in the elevator. 100% she's gonna be in the elevator. So go to my appointment, push the elevator, opens, nobody's in there. And I'm like, all right, maybe she'll get on. Maybe she'll be upstairs. Go to my appointment. And I'm like, hey, we have one more chance. It's going to be back down. Go back down. She's not there. And I'm like, hmm, okay. So I think I've missed it. And um, so then <laughs> I go pick up Annabelle for Mother's Day out. And um, it was about to be nap time. And apparently I was craving, Lad, Lad was craving French fries from Whataburger. So I'm in the line at Whataburger, and I just think I missed it. So I'm like, all right, I don't know. Just keep, I got, now it's mommy mode. And so I've stopped putting these boxes on things because this is what God does. He likes to interrupt those boxes. So I'm in line, and they're like, I said, can I please have, you know, a small French fry or whatever? And would you like an apple pie? No, not, not, no, thank you. Would you like a tea? No, thank you. Would you like to upgrade to a suit? And I'm like, no, thank you. I just need the French fries, please. And um, I'm pregnant. and hungry for french fries. So I, uh, and I'm a little flustered because they keep trying to give me all these other things that I don't want. So I'm driving up and it's Whataburger and there's a long line. So we finally get to the window and um, 
I turn, I turn, I turn and look, and there is the African-American girl wearing the orange collared shirt right there at the window, and I give her my money and I drive away because I was so <laughs> taken aback by, um, by where she was. She was not in the elevator like I thought she was. So I, t I, I give you that experience to also show you that there are, it's, it's funny when you take a step of faith. And I debated going back. I had to get Annabelle down for a nap and then I debated all day whether driving back <laughs> to go see her. I couldn't tell if she was pregnant. I do believe she was pregnant um, because the counter was right there. And, um, but because I was so flustered about the whole asking me if I wanted 9,000 things besides my french fries, I just drove away. So anyway, I'm a real person, I'm telling you that, um, to tell you that I, I hear God, and it's super fun to see the ways that he works when he like busts their box, but I had to give you the Whataburger story because it was funny. Um, okay, I did want to give you a few words, because I asked God, I'm like, all right, God, what are you saying about a certain people? So this, these are on Tuesday that I got. Um, okay. I've seen a couple people wearing hats. You're wearing a hat and you're wearing a hat. Anybody else wearing a hat? Oh, okay, two over here, perfect. All right, these are for you that are wearing hats today. Oh no, there's no, two more in the back. All right, wow. Oh my gosh, all right here, okay. Okay, if you're wearing a hat today, this is what I heard for you. I only expected one, so way to go, God. You just multiplied, okay? You don't have to take it off, or, okay. It's a good word, it's a good word. Okay, well, I can't look you all in the eye, but will you stand up, actually, so you can receive this? <laughs> you carry great wisdom. I see you being able to carry the weight and understanding of the wisdom of the world and the wisdom of heaven. You're basically like a translator. You're going to have worldly wisdom on this level, and a wisdom from God in the kingdom level. And kingdom wisdom trumps earthly wisdom. And the world needs king, king, kingdom wisdom. It's crying out for kingdom solutions, kingdom strategies, and answers. And God is increasing your wisdom in both realms. So in the natural realm and in the kingdom realm. And you will be able to be multidimensional you are going to access and be able to use heaven's wisdom in the world with people. I see you interacting in the world in all of the wisdom of heaven, naturally and supernaturally. So I bless you with that. Um, okay. The next one. <laughs> I love that you're laughing. Um, is, okay, flower dress, which I saw that you're wearing flowers on your dress. Yes, you can stand up. I saw a black background, which this is the other thing I've learned from the Whataburger experience. This has happened multiple times. Wherever I go next, it'll be my server. It'll be the person checking me out at the grocery store. So I'm like, okay, God, I've learned to be ready um, to release that. But this is crazy because this happened, this was on Tuesday. I got these, I asked God on Tuesday when I was sitting on Bible study for these words. Um, Anybody else wearing flowers? Okay. All right. And let me tell you something about words. If you want it, you grab it. Okay? You grab this word. Uh, because God is no respecter of man. So, like, you want this, you take it for you. 
So I, what I heard over you is fields of harvest are before you, fields and fields, more than you can imagine. I see what you've sown in the quiet place, and it has not been wasted. For what you has tended to and nurtured has been fed. So I just really said over you. Yes. Okay, cowboy hat. You have a cowboy hat on. Sorry, you get your own. Uh, and boots, actually. This is what I saw as cowboy boots. I saw some people, you have boots on. You can stand up. Yeah, you can stand up again. You have, anybody else? Y'all, okay. Hey, oh, good job. Y'all picked right what to wear today. Uh, okay, what I heard. Man, I am so glad he's, he's raising up these powerful men of God. That's what we need in the world. And women. Victory is coming your way. That's what I got. Victory is coming your way. The thing that I saw was a serpent coming at your boot, but you were able to stomp it. Um, so whatever has come, come against you in the past or is trying to come against you, you were able to stop on and it will not capsize your ship. That's what I hear. It will not capsize your ship, but you will do exactly that, exactly what Jesus did. You will stomp. It will have complete dominance over whatever is coming against you. In Jesus' name. So, amen. Okay, should have worn boots. Hey, you can grab it. Brett, you grab it. Um, okay. Yellow shirt. Nope. All right, I'm going to find yellow shirt later today. She is going to be in my... She. I say it's a she, and then it's going to be a male. You just watch. Okay. All right, so I wanted to release those because... God loves loving his people so much. Um, so I mentioned, you know, that there's a difference about knowing God and knowing about God. <clears throat> and one of the best ways that I feel like this was explained to me was um, the difference between, okay, let me ask this question. Who, who has ever been to China? Anybody? Okay, a few. Yes. Who's never been to China? A lot. Okay. I've been to China, um, so I can speak from personal experience. And I also have a brother who lives in China, and I have a nephew who's half Chinese. Um, but this is, to me, the, the best visualization of the difference between knowing something and knowing about something. So you can read as much as you want about China. You can learn Chinese, you can learn Mandarin, you can learn Cantonese. You can go eat at every Chinese food restaurant in San Antonio or anywhere. You can watch every documentary. You can go shopping in a Chinese grocery store. You can go know a lot about China here. But until you get on a plane and you fly to China and experience China, and I'm just using China, I could pick anything but it's probably the most different place culturally than I, that I've been to. And so there's, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like the people. There's nothing like the food. There's nothing like the air. There's nothing like not being able to see blue skies. There's nothing like a squatty potty. And there's nothing that can prepare you for an experience like that until you have experienced that. So knowing 
about something and then knowing it through an experience is completely different. It is completely different. And so I feel like what God wants to do is he wants to get you out of boxes if you have any, and maybe you don't. Maybe it's just me who still has boxes that he's dismantling. But he wants to get you out of your boxes of knowing about him to know him through an experiential way. And that's what your your papers are for because we're going to do some activation at the end. Um, So one of my favorite verses is Jeremiah 33, 3, which is, call to me and I will answer and tell you the great and unsearchable things that you do not know. That to me, when I hear that, I I have such peace because there are so many things in this world that feel unsearchable and unknowable and that I don't have answers to and that I can't just look up in the Bible like how to parent in this time and age with the things that are going on or whatever. And that is what is amazing because God sent the Holy Spirit to live in you, for you, and on you for other people, okay? And so you have access every day, whether you have a Bible next to you or not, you have access to the voice of God at all times. And so, and you get to call out to him and he will answer you, the unsearchable things, the great and unsearchable things. And so... I was going to tell you a few of the things that over my life that I have like, as I've learned that I could hear the voice of God, that I started asking God. And um, one of them was, this. so I was going to back up and tell you that, um, well, let me do this. Okay. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get off. Um, Let's go through. I'm going to go through what's, what the voice of God sounds like. Just, just, and you know what? This might be basic, but I sometimes think we've got to go back to the basics. We've got to go back to the basics. So what is the voice of sound? That, what does the voice of God sound like? Here's some scripture. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. That's Psalm 29.4. The word of God is living and active. Hebrews 4.12. The words of God are flawless. Psalm 12, 6. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Psalms 1, 19, 30. All your words are true. Psalms 1, 19, 160. So the voice of God is so good. The voice of God is so good. And that's one of the things that God really has done in me is shift me from thinking that God was just this God that wanted me to do things a certain way and be a certain way, that he actually wanted to have this relationship with me and speak to me and help mentor me and grow me. And, and it, that's what has radically changed my life. And so how, how, let's talk about how some of the words that God speaks. So audible voice. There's only been one time that I have heard the audible voice of God, and I was standing in a worship service, and I thought somebody was coming up to give me a prophetic word. Because I heard in my ear, you're a businesswoman. And I turned around to see who this person was that was giving me this kind prophetic word. And there was nobody standing there. And I was very shaken. And, um, and it was God telling me I was a businesswoman. At the time, I did not think of myself as a businesswoman. So I did what I do. And I sit down and, um, and journal. And a lot of times I argue back and forth with God of like, that's not how I see myself. And he's like, no, this is what I'm telling you. This is how I see you. So the audible voice of God, the inner audible voice of God, which is 
not necessarily, if you're a female, it's not necessarily a man's voice in your head. I once had someone tell me, I don't have a man's voice in my head. And I was like, I don't either. <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have my voice in my head. And um, so the Holy Spirit speaks to you and your language. So he created you, so he speaks to you in that place. Um, so it's the inner, the inner audible voice. So it's a voice that's in your head. Like, and that, I will say, does take practice of listening and discerning. What's my voice? What's his voice? What are the differences? We're going to talk about in a second. Um, how else does God speak? Spontaneous thought. Have you ever had the, uh, somebody pop in your head they haven't thought about in a long time? Okay, start paying attention to that. That a lot of times is God nudging you to either call that person, pray for them, check in on them. Um, a feeling or an impression and this can even be like a feeling like you feel love for somebody or it can be a feeling of like you can, you can even feel in the opposite way. One of the ways I was training my kids when they were little, um, there was a store in North Star Mall. You remember this, Annabelle, where it had all these funky lights? You were little, probably three. And I was training you to sense places that felt that had the peace of God on them and that didn't. And so I would walk her by other stores in the mall and they would walk by this one that you could feel had darkness in it. And so I'm like, Annabelle, and I didn't even, I don't, I didn't even know what was in that, but you could just feel it. And so I'm like, that feeling right there, you just keep on walking when you feel that. And so you can feel, you can feel, and, and everybody can feel, okay? Whether you think you're a feeler or not, you can feel. You can feel goodness and you can feel darkness. So start paying attention. You also can feel in your body. Sometimes words of knowledge even come in. You can feel like a knee ache. That's not always yours. So that's another way you can feel. A knowing, just like a deep sense of knowing in your knower. That's what I would, that's what I call it, your knower. Um, scripture. Other people, like I just right then, God used me to speak to other people. Um, signs. Pictures, so like in your mind's eye, in your imagination. So God uses our imagination a lot and, um, and, and visions. So you can have open visions, which would be like your eyes are opened and you see something. Or a lot of times, the way that I see is in my mind's eye. So like right now, your mind's eye, you can picture your front door. Everybody can picture it. You have your eyes open. You can picture your front door. So that's a way that God can speak to you in your mind's eye and give you pictures. Just like I saw the donut place in Walmart, even though that wasn't where my people were, and God did that crazy miracle and brought them to H-E-B somehow. Um, he can give you pictures in your mind's eye. That's a way that he can speak to you. Dreams. So at night, do you know that one-third of the way that God speaks in the Bible is through dreams? It's crazy. That's not really talked about much. So, and it's interesting because I've been having really vivid dreams of houses that I've never been in before, like entire floor plans that I could draw. And so, and I, so finally I was like, God, what in the world is going on? And he was like, there's a whole lot, what he told me, he goes, there's a whole lot more creativity in you than you realize. So I say that to stay, start paying attention to your dream. I'm talking about dreams you have at night, physical dreams when you're asleep and your brain can go to sleep and God can speak to you. So dreams. Nature, obviously. Art, music, song lyrics, movies. God can literally use anything, anything to speak to you, which is amazing. In scripture, he even used a donkey. Okay. So let's see how we're doing. Oh, we're doing good. Okay. 
So you are created in the image of God. You carry his DNA, and you can hear, you have the ability to hear his voice at all, at all times and in, in, in all these ways that I just, and there's probably many more. Um, those are kind of the most common ways that you can like hear God and see God and sense God. Um, so Isaiah 55, eight through nine is, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways, sorry, neither are your ways your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So I was going to give you a real-life example of how I experienced that with God. Um, So like I said, I'm a businesswoman. I did not believe that about myself. I thought I was going to be a stay-at-home mom, and I thought that was what God called women to do. And apparently God had other plans for me. So now I run a professional organizing business, an interior design company, which is really fun for me because I get to bring order out of chaos in people's homes, which is really cool. And, um, and then I get to express creativity, creativity through design. Um, so what's been really fascinating is I think one day I was sitting folding somebody's underwear. So that's what I do sometimes, clean out closets, garages. And, um, and I'm like, this is for the birds. I don't think I want to be doing this. This is, I don't really know if I like this anymore. And it was so interesting. I asked God, I was like, what are you saying about my work? And he said, you get invited into people's homes that I'm not invited into. And I was like, whoa. Whoa. And I'm like, all right, I'll continue folding underwear or T-shirts or whatever. And, um, and he said, you have the ability to set people's physical things to the attunement to heaven. And so <clears throat> I continue to go into people's homes and I continue to fold clothes. And I sit there now with intention as I do it because God gave me that word that met me in that moment when I was bored and tired of doing what I was doing. And um, another thing that I do is I go on Great Day SA every once in a while and do a segment on organizing and I'd kind of gotten bored of that too. And I was driving and I'm like, God, why am I still doing this? And I'm driving and he said to me, he said, Your words, as they are released, they go into the atmosphere, into people's homes, and change their lives. And I was like, okay, okay, God, I will continue doing this. And so, like I said, I'm pulling back the curtain of my life so that you can hear the conversation because testimony comes from hearing, hearing the word of God, and it builds your faith. And so I, how I experienced God was by hearing so many other people, how they experience God. So that's why I wanted to give you some of the real life examples of how I've heard God in my life. Um, another, and there's been some that have been more serious. So those are, those are serious meaning like, but, if, but there's been some, and I can tell you a few. I had a friend who, when she was uh, 25, she was in my wedding, she passed away from cancer pretty suddenly. And at that point, as a 25 year old, I had not had anybody die close to my life or my age. And it freaked me out. I could feel, now looking back, I saw like the spirit of fear literally came over me, and I was terrified that, that, that it opened up this possibility. I mean, to see this door opened, and fear came in. And I was like, what if, what if, what if that could happen to me? What if, what if I could die? So I decided to ask God. Um, green shoes and dreadlocks situation had already happened. So I started to ask God, I want to I, I know if I'm going to live a long life. I want to know. I want to know. And I'm like, and I want to live a long life. So I'm telling you, I want to live a long life. It says in scripture that we can live a long life. 
I want to know. So for months, I petitioned God, and I kept asking, I want to know if I'm going to live a long life. I want to know. So I stepped out of fear into asking to be into receiving mode. And one day I saw, as I'm asking, hadn't gotten an answer yet, I was asking, and um, I saw a picture in my mind's eye again of this long porch that I've never seen before with rocking chairs on it. And I saw myself as an old lady with long hair. And um, there's grandkids running around. And instantly that fear left. Like no more, no more fear. And um, what's crazy is after that, I've had two medical instances that have almost <laughs> killed me. And, um, but I don't have a fear of, di- of dying at all. And so even I joke with Ben like about life insurance. I'm like, you don't need to buy life insurance on me because I'm not dying until I'm really old. It's like, I, I truly believe it. Um, the way that I think about these words from God, to me, I'm like, they're like as good as like someone writing me a check that I'm going to take to the bank and deposit. They are gold. It is like a deed to a house. Like that is what it is to me. And you know what it does? Like in that moment when I finally got that picture and when things come my way that where fear tries to come in another door, like if I have another health issue or whatever, I, I close my eyes and I see myself as that old lady and I'm like, nope. And I recenter myself instantly to that word of God that he spoke to me inside me. So <clears throat> there was one more that I was going to tell you. Let me see. Oh, I know. Um, so everybody has a guardian angel. You might have more than one. You can ask God. You should ask God. And um, so I was, uh, this was years ago, I was really curious about my angel. I'm like, well, if they're following me everywhere, I kind of want to know about them. And so I, I was like, and I'd heard not a ton, again, not a ton about angels, but here we go. I'm like, I want to know the, un- the unsearchable things. Uh, so I asked God what my angel's name was. And I'm sitting in church, and um, I see the word Joel. And I was like, well, that's weird. I didn't think it was a boy angel. And, um, and then, but then I see L. Jo- and so I was like, Joel. And I was like, Joel. And... Um, and I'm like, this can't be. And so I'm like, is he really telling me my angel's name is Joel? I, I, so I gra- grab my phone quickly and I look up the name Joel to see what the meaning is. Because I'm like, I don't think this is God. And um, literally the meaning of Joel means of God. And I was like, wow. okay, so her name's Joel. So Joel's here somewhere. And, um, and so it's fascinating. And I don't pray to Joelle, but she's my guardian angel, so she's here. And in that moment, it was so cool because I'm like, this is wild that God can, like, tell you things like this. And um, another thing God told me one day, and this is wild, and this is for everybody, um, I can't remember what it was that I was doing where I had fear, a bunch of fear. And um, I, I, wish I, I, could, I wish I could remember. There's a lot of things with life where you hit fear. Um, so I remember God said, you have five people with you at all times. And I was like, What? And he was like, me, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, Jesus. And he's told me I have two angels. So I was like, so he goes, I want you to picture yourself walking with like an army of five people. And it was like, whoa. And even as I was preparing for this where I was like, I really don't want to get up there and talk today. And God was like, you have five people up there with you talking today, releasing, ministering spirits. And so when there are times where I felt like fear come against me or there's things that I'm walking into, um, whether it's in business, whether it's in the natural realm or that I feel unequipped for whatever, I'm like, no, wait, I have five people walking with me, backing me. Um, And so do you. So 
I want to also talk about, give you a little bit more scripture to back up that God does speak. Um, and then we are going to have some time where you're going to get to speak with God and, um, or he's going to speak to you, um, which is my favorite thing. So <clears throat> in scripture, there's, there, you know, the English language does not have all of the, the translations of the words of, um, that the original did. So there's two, there's actually three I just learned, but the two main ones that are in scripture are rhema and the, the logos, which you've probably heard. So the rhema word of God, which is a lot of what I've been talking about today, which is, it's a revelation from the Holy Spirit. So it's the rhema word of God. So I'm going to give you some of the scriptures where rhema is actually the word that is translated in those. Um, so Matthew 4.4, 4, but he answered, and it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word or revelation that comes from the mouth of God. And then Romans 10, 17. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So that's the word, that's the rhema word, the revelation of Christ. And then John 15, 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. And the word of the Lord endures forever. This is the good news that is preached to you. That's 1 Peter 1, 25. That's the, so the word, the revelation of the Lord endures forever. So the words that God has given you, the words, and the words that God is going to give you, those are the rhema. That is the God speaking now through the Holy Spirit. That is, that is the blessing of living on this side of the cross, is we get to hear from Holy Spirit at any moment of any day, which is like probably the biggest gift. That's why I said I'm giving you this gift. The Holy Spirit one is going to come to be with you always. Remember the disciples were like, you can't leave, you can't leave, which I'm sure they were terrified he was going to leave. And he's like, no, I'm going to give you this gift. And so that's, that is, we're in that line. We get, we get to benefit from that gift of the Holy Spirit who is living in us, for us, and on us for other people. And so, sorry, I don't want to mess up my Britney Spears mic. Um, so, we have the rhema word of God, okay? So that's revelation from the Holy Spirit. And then there's the logos word, which is the written word. It's a word uttered by the living voice. It's what someone has said. So here's some examples of scripture of that. It is in Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and spirit, of joint and of marrow, discerning the thoughts and interactions of the heart. John 5, 24, is truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but is passed from death to life. And then Colossians 3, 16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing songs and hymns, spiritual songs with thanksgiving in your hearts to God. So... <clears throat> Those are the ways that God is speaking. And I feel like today, and we're going to put on some music in just a minute, and I'm going to ask God some questions, and he's going to start to answer you. And so, let's see. Yeah, we could probably, I don't know where, there you are. <laughs> we can probably start the music. Um, so I'm going to pray for us, and I'm going to, you can grab your paper and your pen, or if you have one already, I brought one just in case, or however you want to take notes. I like to write, 
um, because it, sometimes I write stuff and I go back and read it later and I'm like, wow, that was definitely God-inspired and that was God. Oh, here we go. This is my, one of my favorite parts that I wanted to do. Can you see this? This, it's going to make me tear up, is Lad, my son's word that he got. Man, so if you are at all doubting that you can hear God's voice, my 10-year-old son, this is his word that I'm going to read you that he got in church a couple weeks ago with Megan. They asked God what they were saying, he was saying about him. Okay, here we go. Here's the question. God, what do you think about me? He, and this is what God told Lad that is written in his handwriting. You are golden-hearted, loving, others-thinking, righteous, compassionate, and what I say you are. And he said, Lord, I stick to you. What does that mean? It means that you will not fall to sin, but you will stay with me up here in heaven. You will stick to me no matter what you do. You will always be my son. And then he said, you will live for many years because the world needs the character traits that I have given you in the past. So, God can speak to you. <laughs> if he can speak to a 10-year-old, there is no junior Holy Spirit, obviously. And he wants to speak to you. <clears throat> I want you to picture this time as two hands. You can write nothing down on your piece of paper, and I think you can walk out. I know you can walk out of here, and God will be just as pleased with you as you did as you walked in. You can also choose door number two and choose to write whatever it is that you're getting. Now, <clears throat> the enemy is out to ki kill, steal, and destroy. We know that. So, the, God is doing the opposite. He is here to give you life. He is here to give you himself. And he is here to build you up. So if you hear anything that is shame-based, that is you should, if you hear a should in there, I want you to cross it out. Because God wants to speak to you like this. He wants to speak to you where it feels like a present to you. Not a should or a shouldn't, where it feels like a present. The best visual I have for this is when a mom, a parent, is watching a kid learn how to walk. And they are one-ish, and they don't even have words yet, and learning to walk, and they take a few steps, and then they fall. And the mom is like, yay, good job, you did such a good job. You don't ever see a mom go, well, you're never going to walk. You fell. You fell on the first time. You're never going to walk. No. The parents believe that kid is going to walk. And they encourage that little kid that's going to walk. That is exactly how God looks at you. As you are, whether you have already heard God's voice for many years, or whether you're just learning God's voice for the very first time, or whether you're stepping out into new things, he is right there, and he is cheering you on, and he wants you to know that he was so excited that you were trying and you were taking steps. So this is the other one rule that, that I have. is you, As I ask these questions, I want you to go with the very first thing you hear. See, picture, know, sense, whatever it is, as wild as it might sound. Because guess what? God is actually way faster than you. 
He's way faster. So he will give you an answer that is way faster than actually your brain can give you an answer. And if you're like me, your brain might be like, well, I got a better answer. But I want you to go with the very first thing that you hear. Because Holy Spirit is dying to talk to you right now. He is dying to talk to you. So I'm going to pray for us. And then I'm going to ask these questions. And God's going to get to speak to you. God, I thank you that you have given us a sound mind. A sound mind to hear and to see clearly. God, I thank you that Holy Spirit is in us and on us. I thank you that you died and you sent Jesus so that we could have the mind of Christ, that we could access the things that are unknown and unsearchable. I thank you that you are dying to speak to us, that you were completely destroying the works of the enemy by building us up, encouraging us, exhorting us. You are releasing life. You're releasing miracles. You're releasing dreams. That you're releasing your presence over us right now. I thank you for the ministering spirits in this room. I thank you for our angels. I thank you that we can all hear God's voice. And I declare over this room that you have the mind of Christ, that you can hear his voice. Amen. Okay. So I'm going to ask these questions. This is us practicing hearing God's voice. And I want you to write the very first thing you said, that you, you, sorry, that he said, that you thought. And if I, I'm going to keep going through questions that God gave me. If you're stuck on one and you just want to keep writing and God keeps talking to you about that, do that. You, this is your moment with God. So he trumps me every time. So whatever you're getting, you just keep going. And if And the other thing is, if you don't know what something means, if he says something, ask him, what does that mean? Do you know how many times in my journal I have, what does that mean? And there's more, more revelation, more revelation, more, more. So, God, what is your favorite thing about me? God, why is that your favorite thing about me?
God, what character quality did I inherit from you? God, what is one good thing you see in me that I don't see? God, what do you want me to know about that thing that I don't, the good thing in me? What do you want me to know about that? God, what is one good thing you see in my life that I don't see? What do you want me to know about that?
God, what good thing are you saying about my future? One, what is one good thing you're saying about my future? God, what are you restoring in my life? If you're still hearing from God, keep writing. <clears throat> but I'm going to ask him now to give you a, a dreadlocks and green shoes person. So God, will you give me a name or a picture of somebody? Just write down whatever you think or see or picture. God, what do you want to say to that person?
if you're still having a moment with God, you just be with him, okay? I'm going to pray over you. And if you heard anything that did not feel good to you, you toss it, okay? God told me today he only wanted to give you a present. So if it didn't feel like a present, I'm not going to let the enemy come steal his time, okay? But I want you to receive this. This is Psalm 23. I'm going to pray over you in closing. The Lord is my shepherd to feed, to guide, and to shield me. I shall not want. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still and the quiet waters. He refreshes and restores my soul with life. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod to protect me, and your staff to guide me. They comfort and they console me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you have anointed and refreshed my head with oil, and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house forever and throughout all my days in the house and in the presence of the Lord. Amen.